Welcome to the American Grown Podcast, hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. Hi, I'm Austin Sullivan. This is the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Bruce Weaver Jr. He's a personal trainer and owner of BC Fitness. Bruce, welcome to episode 22 of the American Grown Podcast. I appreciate it, Austin. Uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you could make it in. Uh, in episode 5, John Heisey from Heisey's Diner had uh, actually mentioned having you on the show and, and kind of introduced us, uh, I think, via text or something. Yeah, yeah. John's a great guy. He's been in the gym uh, quite a while now. I might be going on two years. Oh, so he's a member. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, he told me about you too. So and like I said, I think it was a text and then I emailed you and yeah, here we are. Exactly. Yeah, here we go. Uh, so tell me about yourself, Bruce. I don't, I don't know, like I said, just meeting you here and we talked before the episode recording, but tell me about yourself. Let's uh, start from the beginning. Yeah. Short version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Long time runner. I mean, that was my life for a long time, but I mean, I played multiple sports too, but being the guy that was a hundred pounds and graduating high school. So yeah. imagine how small I was before that, you know, um, picked on a lot and a lot of things that led up to where I am now, but, uh, family man first, my wife and kids always come first. I mean, everybody's known that I will shut down the gym if I have to, to go home if my family needs me. There you go. Yeah. Um, that's nothing replaces that, you know, I can open up another, another day. Mm -hmm. Right. But, uh, family man, love helping people just try to be an, a well-rounded guy, you know, get into a lot of things as we'll talk about it, obviously. Um, just love helping people and being the best person I can every day for whoever comes across my life. Where did you grow up? Are you a local from Lebanon County? Yeah, so grew up in Jonestown, up on Bunker Hill, for up until about fourth, fifth grade, I think it was. And we moved, we lived with my great-grandma for a little while in her basement. Then we moved into Fredericksburg, where my, my mom actually <laughs> is currently being moved into our house now. She's okay. moving out of the house I grew up in, because just she needs to be with us, and the house yeah. is just too much. Um, but I grew up in Fredericksburg from there on, and then met my wife, and... We moved around for a little while now. We're in Myerstown. Went from uh, chicken country up there with Bell and Evans, you know, and, and the Eagle Hotel. Being the runner, it was yeah. a smell you had to get used to running around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What well, some of the best chicken. I'll, I'll, I'll throw that out there. Bell and Evans has some of the best chicken. And um, then to Myerstown, beautiful scenery. You know, you got the, the farms. Yeah. And we live out in the country and we did that for a reason. We're blessed to have about seven acres and live out, have our own patch of woods. And we just the other day had some deer roaming around our yard. So yeah, we get a lot, you know, and it, but it's nice to be out in that open and have that land to run around with the kids and do all the activities that I've always been involved in. We can hit golf balls in the yard, and, you know. Perfect. And yeah. Do a lot of things. So. Yeah. And you have four kids. Yes. Uh, um, all with the same woman. And proud to say that, you know, you don't hear that too much nowadays. We met in 1998 and here we are, you know, what is it? 24 years later. Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. Seriously. Four, that's, four kids. That's awesome. You'd mentioned, you know, while growing up, you were a runner. Mm -hmm. Um, did you do cross country track and field? I did okay. both on top of, I bowled also on the school team. 
wasn't quite the bowler I turned out to be later in life, but yeah, you know, I was still solid then, but, but running was still more of my life. Um, cross country course starts the school season. I would do that. I was, oh gosh, I started, I was on the team actually running with the high school in, I think, I believe it was sixth grade, the okay. high school coach. Whoa, spotted sixth me. grade. Yeah. We were at, my brother played football and we were at his midget football practice at the high school and I was kind of bored sitting there watching his practice. So I told my parents I was going to go down to the track and just start running. Yeah. And I went down and I'm just doing, I didn't know better. I'm sixth grade. Right. You know, I'm just down there running away. I think 24 laps later, this guy comes up to me and whose last name happens to be Weaver also. So he was coach Weaver. Yeah. That's perfect. No relation. Okay. um, Comes up to me and asked me if my parents were around. I was like, yeah, they're up there watching my brother. So he walks up small world. He knew my mom. He coached her. Like when he was younger, he, he coached her at the end of her high school career. So he's like, Hey, you know, can we get this kid to the school? Like he can start practicing with this high school already. So my parents end up signing a note, which, you know, this wouldn't happen nowadays. They ended up signing a note cause they picked up and dropped off the elementary kids first. And then the buses went to the high school to take them home right right so i got permission to stay on the bus as a ride because my parents couldn't take me so i ended up staying wow. on the bus and i would ride up to the high school sixth grade i was already running with the the varsity team because they didn't have a junior high there wasn't enough people for junior high i actually could have been in cross country your top five score for you i actually yeah. could have been the fifth guy in sixth grade what competing at the high school level yeah wow but it also led to some problems because, of course, then these older guys, these seniors and juniors didn't like me then because yeah. here's this little sixth grader who could beat them. Kick our ass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's so, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, of course, I got tormented a little bit by them, like from taking my shoes and th- throwing them up over the basketball hoop. And jeez. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. I went through a lot of they're, stuff. They're a little jealous. So cross country, I, I had some friends that ran it. It's it's a different mindset, yeah. you know, when you're running and for sixth, you know, when you're in sixth grade, you probably had a lot of, you know, a lot of energy. But what was it for you when you're out there running? Like, what got you through it? It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. All right. All right. I mean, Teach I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, hence where I'm at. Like, yeah. it's a different mindset when, I mean, I'll say it, when you're an elite athlete, you have to have a different mindset. You can't go to the places you got to go unless you have that mindset. True. Oh, yeah. And to run the way I ran. I mean, so, again, I went through the cross-country season, and that would end. Well, then, Junior Olympics. I learned about nationals and Junior Olympics. So then, so the cross-country season would end. Well, then I'm in winter track and bowling, but then I was also at the same time doing cross-nationals yet. So I'm traveling the country to go to that. So tell me a little bit about that, because I don't, the Junior Olympics, I know a little bit about, but what did that all entail? And what, <laughs> what, what, what grade now, sixth grade? Well, I think that was when the first time I did it because, again, Coach Weaver seen my abilities and he told my parents about it. And they're like, he's like, hey, we could go. I think the first, I think, again, this is sixth grade a long time ago. Right, I think right. the first round, I think it was down near Philly somewhere. Okay. But anyway, he said, we'll go to this thing. You know, if he does well enough, he could go to the next level. And then blah, blah, blah. I think there was that level. And then I think there might have been another stage. And then top five from each state okay. went to nationals. So they take me to this race and my parents were like, yeah, whatever. Right. It'd be best for my mom to tell the story because it's funny to hear it because I didn't know. I'm just running, right? But to see it from and hear from her perspective, 
She's like, yeah, we took him there. We're thinking that, whatever. So anyway, we start the race, and off we go. And, of course, they can't be out. They can't see the whole race. But they, my mom was saying, like, they're standing where, wherever they were for us to come around the corner to the finish line. And she said she'll never forget standing there, and the first person to come around the corner was me. What? And they were like, oh. No way. I guess we got to prepare to Built different. send him to... <laughs> This national. Yeah. They didn't expect. Who knew? I just went out and ran. Right. Right. Yeah. Did your thing. So. Yeah. So you win that race. Yeah. In, in the and, Philly, in Philly area. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Like, so the, I, I don't remember where it went next, but. Yeah. You know, then they, my mom to this day says, well, we can't say no to him. Like, we got to come up with the money to send yeah. him on this trip to. And I forget where the first, the next round was. But yeah. So from that point on, six, seven, eight, nine, like all the way till I was a senior. Wow. I kept going to these races i think my, the best i did at nationals at one point i was 50th in the country for, wow. cro for cross country in the whole country that's crazy yeah. and then like i said then i would go into winter track and bowling i was doing that well then springtime rolls around and go through track kind of same thing and this is where i kind of learned through the years of the athlete i was you know learning yeah. myself because you know kids other teammates would get ineligible through grades or whatever and stuff and coach would come up to me and say hey i know you just finished this race i need you to come back in this one because so-and-so is not on like here and we need these points right because of how the track scores worked i had to meet he had me throw a javelin i pole vaulted <laughs> yeah i longed like whatever he needed he'd come up to me and like you were the guy hey, just i need you to do this i need you to do that so i didn't get to do track always i always wonder what i could have done if i got to focus on an event like a mile and a half mile like where i felt i was best at but I'm a team player, so I'm going to do what needs to be done for the team to win, and that's, which leads to track. I end up going to nationals for decathlon. Whoa. Yeah? Yeah. Holy cow. And if my memory serves me right, I yeah. think my, I finished 12th in the country for that. At, wow. And a guy at my size, again, at that time, at 100 pounds, like, to throw a javelin, throw a shot put, I was doing good for my size, but, like, the other athletes at that time – were guys like I am now, like bigger, yeah, more muscle, yeah, a little more muscle on them. So, yeah. you know, I did wow. what I did, but that's that's awesome yeah, though. It's twelfth in the country. You're doing all these sports, and uh, you had mentioned also you had played uh, little league baseball, and <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. an incident there or something. Yeah, yeah. Last year of that, I mean, I'm left-handed pitcher. Okay. So I love baseball. That actually was probably the first love I had. Like I honestly thought about pitching pro like going all the way to the major leagues Whoa, yeah isn't where i was thinking and i'm like 11 12 up at canoble's grove they had a pitching thing at the time with a radar gun so yeah. like i loved playing that because i knew i was throwing roughly 70 75 miles an hour didn't do a lot of other things i, I wasn't big into putting like throwing curves or sinkers like i'd hold the ball different because i could get movement on it being left hand i had natural yeah. movement but in little league at that point in time when you can throw that fast you're yeah. throwing it by most kids now at that time, bats were aluminum yet. So, anyways, my last year at Little League Baseball, we're playing at Fredericksburg, where the pool is. Now, the field is facing the opposite direction now. They've rebuilt it since. I was on the Fredericksburg Dodgers. We were playing the Pirates. And I can't remember the kid's name, Bat. And I remember a lot of stuff, but you'll understand why. I don't remember. But anyway, throwing another, I think I had a shutout going again. Fourth inning, I believe. 
I remember throwing the ball, hearing the bat, and then waking up to everybody standing over me crying, which their tears turned from sad to happy because from what I gather from, because I, I can only go off of what people told me. Yeah. They were pretty certain I was dead. I took a line drive. Squ- no. To the, yeah, like, this is all fake. Oh, wow. I didn't I've I had, never know. I've had five, maybe more root canals. I've had other. So I've we, had a lot of work done. So you threw. I remember throwing the ball. Yeah. Hearing it. They said I tried to catch it. But you don't remember. I cannot remember. It hit right, right to the. Yeah. Right to like the it mouth, almost right pushed face. my nose and my brain. Whoa. Yeah. And was, they thought you're done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my teeth were laying on the ground. Holy shit. Like, yeah. Whoa. I, and I remember, I remember sitting up like so and looking at everybody and like think first thought was like why am i on the ground yeah yeah right i sit up and then i'm looking around and i'm covered in blood the mound's covered in blood i see my teeth and well then the body starts to wake up the pain starts to set in and i'm and i'm like oh man what the hell happened and then i realized what happened and yeah lots of work later you know then i have i had to wear like scarfs over my face because the air like it hurt like the air the cold air yeah i'm told i had to stop running because i couldn't run because of the damage done yeah a lot of work holy i would never known man you're a tough kid like holy well you know and you know we're going to dwell into this later but you know where i'm at now and all the things i've gone through i realized like it wasn't my time right there was a bigger mission for me even to the point of like when I was born, I wasn't supposed to walk. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to talk to my mom more for a full story. But okay. I believe fluid on my spine and wow. stuff, and they told her I may not walk. And she told me that you know when I started running all that, she took me back to the docs that said this, and Look they at were this. like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. They were so flabbergasted. I've probably. always been defying the odds. That sounds like your story so far, which is. Yeah amazing i mean holy cow so you survive literally thank god then you yep. go into, into cross country middle school high school yep. you know doing track throughout your journey in high school sports was there any mentors you know any any teachers or anybody that you want to shout out that you think helped mold you and who you are today well of course uh like i said the coach that spotted me mr weaver everybody knows him as weave i mean some people called him mr weaver most of us called him weave this guy was I was with him all the time. I mean, from cross country, he's coaching me. Nationals, he's taking me. Like, I traveled with him, like, everywhere to, to go compete in these national meets. Winter track, I'm with him. Springtime rolls around track, I'm with him. He was my English teacher. Yeah. You know, thank God, because my worst subject was English. Was English. <laughs> and having him help me get, get through it was a big piece. Yeah. Um, I mean, he has his own story. I mean, he's... He's a legend in the area. Everybody knows who he is. And this was uh, Northern Lebanon High School. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know if he still helps too much, but I mean, even after he retired and stopped teaching, he was still helping. Like he'd come back to help with the pole vault. He yeah. helps at LVC with the pole vault. Like he's done a lot. I mean, he's always welcomed me at his house. He has a pool. He's like, anytime you want, come over. Like we're still in touch. I haven't seen him for a little bit, but yeah, yeah. he was. I mean, he oh, that's was, awesome. I was around him more than anybody. Probably as you were traveling with him, you know, to all these events and things, with the last names being Weaver, people are probably like, oh, I got stories your, on that, too. Yeah, is that yeah. your family? Like, is that your dad? Yeah. Is that your son, you know? Without saying a whole lot and getting too deep into it, I mean, it was a lot of accusations, like, dumb stuff. Like, 
like that he was my dad and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. I mean, I believe if, if I remember right, I think somebody even started the rumor that like my mom had an affair with him and that's, he's my oh, dad. Like, it was just really bad. whack stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's even to the point like, you know, to this day and even at the hundred pound runner, people accusing me of taking steroids. Like that was the only way I could look. I'm always the smallest guy in the room. Yeah. I always was. I'm but there again, mentally, you you have to embrace it and don't let it be an excuse. It's a mindset. Yeah. Definitely. It's a mindset. I, yeah. It's not my fault. I wasn't born to be six foot and 200 pounds. Well, yeah. You know, whatever. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it crazy how, uh, you know, some people in society or society in general will say, Oh, it's, it's not natural the way he or she is performing. So they must be on something, or they must be taking something to give them the edge. And look, I get it, because there's a lot out there that do, and don't want to own up to that. But I don't, I don't like to jump to any conclusions until I get to know a person. And yeah. all that. But you know, especially because I went through it so much, and still to this day, I mean, people look at me at 45 and see what I'm doing, and they're like, "You have to be taking something because no 45 year old can like you should be slowing down now." Why? Who says? Right. Who says? Because society put that in your head. Right. Oh, well, I'm here to say no. Yeah. Well, when I first met you, when you walked into the studio here and we started talking, I'm like, okay, he must be maybe 34, 35. But then the more you think about it, it's like, it's just a number, you yeah. know, 40, 50, if you take care of your body. And it, it's it's all up to you. I mean, yeah. what you do. I mean, I get it. Like, teach your own. I, like, my job, I chose this profession. So it's for me to lead by example. I can't say anything to you if I'm not doing it. Right. Yeah. Again. Your choice at the end of the day, just like I tell my clients, I can show you a bunch of things. It's up to you to do what you want. I'm going to encourage you otherwise, and I'll listen to you complain or talk to me about things that are bothering you. But if you're not willing to make changes and do something differently to change where you're at and feel better or whatever it is, I don't want to hear it. Like, yeah. Don't keep whining about it if you're not willing to work and change it. Make it better. Yeah, and I think that's what makes you know this country so great is that you know if – if you want to live this kind of lifestyle, you you can go do that. You want to, you know, video games or whatever, junk food, this and that. Or and if you want to be healthy and chase after your dreams, you know, you can really do whatever you want, yeah. you know, and live however you'd like. What was your path like after high school? Well, you know, again, being who I am now, where we're at, never never thought about this. I didn't touch weights even in school. Like I wasn't lifting. I mean, mm -hmm. like the weight room was there. Did I go into it occasionally? Yeah. In gym class, we, you know, we had weight training for a little bit. Never interested me, you know, like, because really in the nineties, like runners, especially as a cross country distance guy, mm -hmm. don't bulk up. Like right. you can't, right. you can't run fast without, you know, being too big and all mm -hmm. this, which now we know is kind of all garbage, but it, it was what it was at the time. Again, tormented, picked on. I was an easy target. I was a little guy. And there was another part to what kept me running because for those trying to bully me, if they couldn't catch me, they couldn't bully me, right? There so, you go. <laughs> so running, yeah. running became a big part for many reasons to get away from the people that were pushing me around or yeah. wanting to do stuff to me. Um, so I come out of high school. Again, I was bowling. Was, it was in my life. You know, I wanted to do keep doing stuff with that, but wasn't pursuing. I wasn't thinking about bowling professionally or mm -hmm. running professionally. But I come out of high school and just get the average nine to five job. I worked at Weber's sawmill. Okay. I, I did dishes at farmer's wife for a while. I did, I didn't know. Relationships were not happening. Like I was always kind of, I was the nice guy that was the fallback. 1998 got kind of sick of being ditched on and left for the beach, took unemployment, 
went to the beach for like four months just to oh, wow. get away. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know where I'm going. Go down there. A uh, person that was a friend of mine at the time, his name was Carrie, but spelled K-E-R-R-Y. My now wife, Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E. Okay. And honey, I'm going to make this shout out because I know you like this reference. It has nothing to do with the horror movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It has, yeah. it has to do with... um. Little House on the Prairie, the daughter, little girl Carrie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, More, more that reference. But between her and me, I think it's more towards the horror movie. (laughs) Oh man, hope she doesn't. (laughs) Oh, she's gonna hear this. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, but okay. So funny part about this: our birthdays. She's November first. I'm November second. What? If you look at the right calendar, Uh this is messed up because I think they got it backwards. Yeah. Her birthday's All Saints Day. Mine is Day of the Dead. No way. (laughs) (laughs) What are the odds of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she'll get a chuckle out of that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, you know, um, you you mentioned, right. So, yep. So, anyway, so so I go down to the beach to get away, and he's with me, and we're on the beach playing pickup volleyball games, all this stuff, and um, we had been there for a while. It's getting late. We had to drive back to the campground. So I yell for him. Mm-hmm. And I yell, Carrie. No. She's behind me on another court. Answers me. I kind of don't, I don't t- fully turn around and look. I just look over and say, I'm sorry, I'm not talking to you. I yell for him again. Yeah. She, what? I'm like, turn around and nicely say, sorry, I'm not talking to you. Once I seen her and her volleyball body. Yeah. I'm we talking were, to you. We now. were talking. <laughs> yeah. You wow. know, walk on the beach an hour later, you know, just, it was like we knew each other. You, just you know, you, yeah, this is the storybook, you know, romance that you just wow. don't think happens, right? Yeah. I went down there to get away because I was tired of getting hurt. I was not there to meet somebody. Yeah. I was there to play That's volleyball. Just, on your mind. Yeah. I was, n- yeah, no intention whatsoever. She ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. He doesn't mean any of this. He's, you know, no. She, um, yeah. No, and we we talk, but then like I learned she's from Pittsburgh. She's three years younger than me. She's in her senior year of high school. Yeah, whatever. Okay, we'll hang out and talk, and this is nice, right? We talk for a while. I said, I go back to the campground. She's there with her mom in a beach house, and I go back, and I had been talking to, I met somebody at this campground. We were chit-chatting a little bit too, and but I couldn't get her off my mind. I'm like, this sucks. She's from Pittsburgh. I go back, we hang the next day and all this and exchange addresses, phone numbers. She's leaving to go home. I'm still down for a couple of days. She leaves and I'm just like, I can't stop thinking about this woman. Right. And what are the odds? Like, I can't make it work with somebody where I live. How's this yeah, going to work when she's Pittsburgh. from Pittsburgh? Yeah. I get home and my mom's like, hey, you got a letter in the mail from this car he care. I don't know. I'm like, what? She wrote me? Holy cow. Okay. I, I'm figuring I'm just never going to be heard of again. Right. Yeah, yeah. I ripped this thing open. It's 10 pages long. Whoa. Telling me her life and her parents were divorced and just yeah. gives me more and just all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. So she felt I, it too. The spark, like, you know. I, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I write back. She writes me. After writing so long, then we, unlike nowadays, we start calling each other through a phone hooked to the wall and what's you know, that right <laughs> what's that and and of course the first kind of big cell phones with the antenna sticking out and the flip, right. big flip you know it was like this long like a brick yeah um 
and we talk, you know, and then we're, we're still writing and calling and I think it was, so that's August of 1998. And I think, I believe it was October. She asked me to come out and see her and I was like, what do I got to lose? You know, it doesn't work around here. If this doesn't work, at least she's on the other side of the state. Yeah. And I don't have to see her again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that was where my mind was, well, but, right. but I, I didn't think that was really going to happen, but whatever. Yeah. So, Got but she told me lose. like her mom doesn't, you know, obviously they don't know me. So she's like, you can't stay, you know, you can come out. So I get up early on a Saturday morning, like 6 a.m. I hit the road. And so I'm in Pittsburgh by 10. Yeah. Hang the whole day. We chit chat and all that. And I'll say probably five, six o'clock. I head home and she messages or calls me and tells me like mom's cool with me. And from that point on, I think almost every weekend, I went to Pittsburgh unless the weather or something else was going on. I was pretty much in Pittsburgh every weekend. I got a, I got a new job. Friday, I'd pack a bag, take it with me. As soon as I got off work, I hit the road. So I was in Pittsburgh by 9, 10 p.m. Wow. And I'd spend the weekends in Pittsburgh. That's, I said, that's 1998 through, you know, 99. Our life pretty, moved pretty quickly. We were both in some rough places in our life. And we, it was like we were just we needed each other. We had our first son, December of 99. I mean, our life moved pretty quickly. A lot of people looked at that like bad, bad. But, you know, it is what it is. I, it was our life, mm-hmm. you know. And we needed him, too. Like, for both of us, having that child was another key piece for us. Like, yeah. He, he kept us focused. Because it brings and, you together as a team, as, uh, as a family, yep, makes you closer. Yep, yep, helped us get through a lot of stuff we were going through. Yeah. So and all because you decided to take a, a break a, from a break. Yeah, yeah. I had no intentions. But it's funny if you haven't picked up on it by now. Bruce and Carrie, BC. Oh, uh, okay, uh, I was gonna ask. That's one of the questions I have yeah. on my list. I'm like, where's BC yeah, coming? BC, in? BC the biggest the biggest question people ask. What's the yeah. BC? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, well, let's. All right. So let's let's because I want to touch on this. Yeah. Um, that you were. Because you, you sent us in the form to fill out to be on the podcast, uh, yep. a, a PBA. So I knew something with bowling, but I had to look up what PBA stood for, uh, Professional Bowlers Association. Yes. So tell me about that. How do you even reach that status as a bowler? Um, and what was that experience like? Hmm. So we're fast forward in here a little bit. So we'll get, so it's, what is it, 2007. Well, 2000. Oh gosh, it was 2000. I get a job at Ingram Micro over in Lickdale, Jonestown. And we only have the oldest son at the time yet. Okay. Well, he, he was our only child at the time. So I'm working at this warehouse for all these years and said, going through the rough things we were going through in life. And I start, I just hate, hate this job. Yeah. I'm going to do what I got to do to take care of my family, but like just not figuring things out like at this point in time i had started working out a little bit in my garage but nothing serious it was some weights just to take care of myself to help handle this physical job a little bit more but i wasn't thinking about like yeah bodybuilding power and nothing it was just to work out and stay in shape hate this job and like i said things were going on in our life and i come home one day and told her like i'm just i don't know what i'm doing like Mm -hmm. i'll do this to take care of us but like I'm more than this. Like I was getting turned down for promotions at this job. Like I bust, I bust my butt. Like I got at that point, 2007, I probably been turned down for like six, seven promotions already. Really? And I'm just like, and it was given to the people that were there longer or came out of college and had a degree, but but guess what? Yeah. They'd given these people these jobs and then have me train them. Because they didn't know what I knew in the warehouse. Right. 
So I come home and I tell her, I was like, I got to go work out. Like, just like, I need to clear my head. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm fast forwarding too much. I got too many things. Um, oh, you're good. I threw you off. Yeah, threw no, off no, no, so, I know. So take your time. However you want to go. Yeah. yeah. I tell her about bowling. Because mm-hmm. I'd go occasionally. I'd take the kids and go bowling. Like, I, I was in some leagues occasionally. But anyway, I get back in leagues and I learned that you had to sustain the 225 average in a house league for, okay. for two years straight, then you can apply for your card. Whoa. So 225s, it's not an easy task to, yeah. to sustain that, even in a house shot. Um, so I tell her this, and I was like, look, I know I can do this. Mm-hmm. I, I love bowling. You know. So 2007, that mission starts, and I sustained that for two years. In 2009, get my card, and there was a... Cedar Lanes is no longer here in Lebanon, right. unfortunately, yeah. but um, there was a tournament there. It was a summer tournament, so it's a smaller gig, but small steps. I'm yeah. not just like this, you know, with the gym. Mm-hmm. Baby steps, you know, get your feet wet and go from there. Yep. So I enter this tournament. I haven't hung on the side of my fridge yet because people don't believe me. Yeah. There was 110 guys. I finished 60th my first try. It's not bad. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. And you don't realize how close it really was to being more yeah. than what, what it turned out to be. But you know, Friday was a practice day. You go in and you're moving around lanes because the way the pro thing works is you, you move lanes like every two games. Okay. At least that's how it was at the time. It could have changed since then. But um, so Friday we're practicing. But I walk in to the bowling alley and the first thing I notice is four guys I've watched bowl on TV, like guys that I look up to, like, yeah have won pro tournaments televised tournaments i'm like the real deal (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah but i quickly i'm like hey they're just another person like you just a human yeah but i purposely went down on the lanes with them to practice to show myself be next to them break break the nerves and all that stuff smart yeah yeah so we're practicing and i get on the lanes with a gentleman named ryan schaefer and we have autographed pictures now he autographed for my two boys yeah and I'm bowling with him, and oh, well, we're practicing. And he pulls me aside and tells me, like, hey, he's like, don't know you, your first time, whatever. We had this whole conversation. And he tells me he likes how I keep things simple. He likes my form, all that stuff, and signs these pictures for my kids. And it was just like, it really helped me calm down even more. Yeah. Yeah. So that's practice day. Saturday, you bowl eight games across eight lanes. So every two games, you were moving. You okay. move a pair of lanes. People don't understand how hard that is because you're not going to move to lanes that other people threw on and move the oil. I see. People don't understand the oil patterns that... No, I didn't know. I, I don't have them all memorized, but like there's cheetah, chameleon, scorpion, shark. Like there's... What? Yeah, people don't understand. Look them yeah. up. Like okay. there's patterns that they put... That, it's not like just going open bowling or bowling in your regular buddy house league. Yeah. It's different. So what are the, so that's what are, why, what are the patterns? How do they affect? Well, or, the length of the oil, where the oil's heavier, the shape, like okay. you have to see it to understand it. Yeah. Because people always ask, why do you have five balls? Why do you have six balls? Why do people carry this luggage full of bowling balls? Right, right. Well, because that shot is different all the time. It changes. You may need to change balls, okay. certain balls. You can drill your bowling ball certain ways that it rolls longer before it hooks. Yeah. You can get it to bite sooner. Like there's so much wow. more to it than, they're just People throwing, understand. throwing yeah. a rock, throwing a ball yeah, down yeah. the lane. Everybody's yeah. just, just throw it hard and knock them over. Like, yeah. It's not that simple. <laughs> put a little spin on it. Yeah, know? put a, yeah. yeah. It's not that simple. Well, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, so all these eight games, and then the top 15 moved on to Sunday for the stepladder final. Like I said, I finished 60th, but across those eight games, I needed one more spare each game, and I would have finished high enough to make money. Whoa. One more spare each game. Yeah, which is so little. So close. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. People, uh, yeah. You see, people see the finish, and they see I was 100 pins from that. Right. But 100 yeah. pins, a spare is 10, 10 points. You know, if, if you don't understand scoring for bowling, mm-hmm. a spare is 10. Like, so across eight games, yeah, I needed one more spare each game. Wow. You're right there. Yeah. Like, you're right there. Yeah. And like I said, it's hung on the side of my fridge as a reminder how well I did. And that, like I said, like I told you before we were on, you know, recording here, um, my wife knows I'm not done with bowling. Yeah. What that means. I don't know. Maybe I own a bowling alley at some point and run, run a bowling alley. I don't know. Lebanon needs one. But <laughs> I've contacted the East Regional man, uh, Manager and talked to him. It's like, do I have to go through the two-year process again to re-earn Oh, yeah. Good status? Question. Right. Yeah. He's, and he told me, no, he's, you still have your status. You'd have to pay your fees to get back in, but you're limited to how what you can do unless you would win or, you know, do good enough. Then you can do more. Yeah. So I still have my pro status. Oh, that's awesome. Now, another thing to touch on with that bowling was as fast as that all, because this the bowling thing leads to the gym thing. Okay, perfect. Yeah, tie right in. So 2009, this, I bowled this tournament. But at the same time, we were figuring out at the time, our youngest son, Cole, was very low functioning autistic. I couldn't leave and try and pursue bowling and do all this and leave my wife do all this on her own. So as fast as I get there, I walk away. It's gotta be tough. It was I mean again, don't no regrets. Yeah. My family first. Right. You said But it was yeah. as it was a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Because now I'm back in like accepting like I'm in this warehouse until whatever. So that tournament I believe was it was either June or July, in two thousand nine. I think it was August. I come home from work again, just like telling her again how frustrated I am. Like, I, I got to go downstairs and work out. Right. Yep. Just this bowling's done right now. I I don't I don't know what's going on. Again, I will do this warehouse thing as long as I have to, to take care of us because it is providing for us. But this sucks. I go down in my basement to. Walk, walk over to my my rack of weights and like you know, it was just a surreal moment i wish everybody could who believes in god had you know really is faithful like would have these moments yeah this vision i go down my steps and i take a turn towards my rack and i'm like huh i just have this vision like i kid you not i the place i'm in now i seen i didn't know where it was yeah I didn't see any of the machines in it. It was this empty building, but like I'm in this, I knew it was a gym and everything goes through my head. I run, I bowl, I golf, I played volleyball, I played baseball, I shoot basketball. You're an I've done all this stuff. Like I like helping people, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. All right. This is probably all of two minutes in reality. It seemed like you're standing there forever. forever yeah. I go back up to my wife and she's like, you're done. I was like, uh, no, but what about me running a gym? I'd be in a trainer. She didn't hesitate. She's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. How did we not figure this out before? I'm like, whatever. We're here now. Yeah. Yep. So summer, I'm bowling. Walk away. August, I'm signing up for online classes because I got to keep working. I got a family. Right. I find the schooling online. August of 2009, get on, start doing the schooling. By August 2010, 
I start Bruce's personal training in my basement with okay. co-workers to get my feet wet. Yeah. December of 2011, we start BC Fitness. It just, I mean, it was just wow. this amazing. 07 to, I mean, even to now, but 07 to 2011 yeah. was such a transition in my life from how low I was to now having my own business. Yeah. You and, and, and through all those years, changing myself physically from, oh, like, I think when I started getting serious about lifting, like I was 115 pounds. Again, I'm not the largest guy in the world, but to be 165 now, and yeah. as I showed you again photos before we started talking, the transition mm -hmm. of my physique has been oh, it's amazing. Imp it's impressive. I mean, yeah, you got the cutoffs for the listeners, and there'll be pictures on our <laughs> social medias on Facebook and Instagram. But oh yeah, you're you're jacked. <laughs> I was like, look at this guy. I mean, and you own a gym, so I expect to be you know, uh, you know, in shape, but I was like, dude, this guy's ripped. So, okay. So humble beginnings, you know, you go down to your basement, it hits you like, this is my calling. So that's kind of where BC, that is where BC fitness started. Yeah. I mean, I said it started as Bruce's personal training, but it made more sense when I went to start the, the bigger business. I was, again, I'm about people. I'm about family. I wanted people to feel at home, feel like they were in their basement or their garage working out, not right. feel because all the stories I was learning from people talking to the community, talking to coworkers, people feel rejected in these big corporate places and these other gyms. They don't feel like they're welcome unless they're already in shape or they're in the click or whatever. Again, all the things I went through being tormented and being shrugged away when I tried to go to some gyms as I was working out before I bought my own stuff, being sh shrugged off because I wasn't jack like this huge guy yeah like, again sorry i'm not six foot and 200 pounds but right. whatever i wanted to name it somehow to make it feel like it was a team and a family and to me making it bruce's fitness or something like putting my name on it was yeah. like look at me right right and i didn't want that while i want to lead by example and i want to be the face of my company definitely i didn't want the gym to be about me so the bc uh Again, so Bruce and Carrie, yeah, our oldest son's Blaine, our next son's Cole, our daughter's Calla, and our now seven-month-old is Bodie. We're all B. We're all BC. All BC. Okay. Yeah. Wow. BC Fitness. I mean, that is like the definition of a family business. Yeah. It's everyone's, you know, first initial. Yeah. 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 So that's where the name came from. Because honestly, every time I pass your sign, and and you brought up a picture here, and it says, you know, the BC Fitness. I'm always like, excuse me, I'm always like, what does that stand for? Yeah. What is BC? Been asked a lot over the years. It's funny to hear some of the things people thought it was, <laughs> which they were yeah. good. They, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, because, again, I'm not this corporate yeah. machine that people are so used to seeing and the names that they're used to. So what were, do you have an example or two of what people have thought um, of? People like kind of get into like they were trying to think of something more related to like Christ, like before Christ, like, That's you know, like BC, yeah. yeah, and like before Christ, yeah, and uh, I forget some of the other, but that was like the one that was said the most, and I was like, oh, I get it. I mean, that's cool. I get it, but yeah, no, no, it was, it was, you know, so and then I tell them all our names, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. It's perfect. It made people feel again more welcome because they're like, oh, this truly is a family. He's about his kids, his wife, right? And you know, if you look at our website, bcfitnessgym.com. You know, you'll see pictures of, we got to update them now, like with our newest edition, the seven month old, but you know, my family pictures are on there. Yeah. Cause I want people to know that's what I'm about. It's all about family. Yeah. That's what drives me for all this stuff.
right. for one to lead by example, two to take care of them. I mean, who am I to like being the man of the house? Like I want to be in the best shape I can be to take care of them right. in every way, shape or form. You know, it sounds like the reason you started the gym and this is just my take on it, but was to, it was your calling, but, and you want to get away from the warehouse, the, the humdrum, you know, nine to five or whatever hours you're working. And, you know, this was just like your calling. Yeah. And then maybe I'll lead into another one of the topics we were thinking of here. Um, I've learned a lot more about myself and I continue to, I mean, again, you gotta always have an open mind. You never know everything. You can always be better. It's mm -hmm. my mindset in the gym. I have so many signs around the gym saying all these things. Nobody can do it for you, but you, yeah. Um, it, my calling, yes. And, and in so many ways that I didn't see coming, but, and then looking back at my life and the things I've gone through my, my trials and tribulations, it makes so much sense now why I'm where I'm right. at, you know, let's go back to 2020 mm -hmm. when, when all this nonsense started. I really started to learn more why I'm where I'm at yeah. and who I am. You know, we didn't, we didn't, well, I shouldn't say we didn't shut down, but the whole two week thing, I just, it was like, no, no. But my, my wife, I get it. She was behind me, but she's like, it's two weeks. It's, it's just, it's two weeks. Let's let it pass. And then, yeah, up. that's what we all thought, right? It's just two weeks. Yeah. You know? So two weeks, three weeks, I was like, I told her, I said, I'm done. This is, to get this loan like everything our house is on the line oh, my yeah. life is on the line. i can't just walk away from this yeah oh yeah i lose everything right you're all and in. i'm not going down like that mm -hmm. that's not me so we started putting together things and i contacted buddies of mine that i've made over the years and i said look i'm opening it i'm gonna i'll put signs i'm putting signs up that say look this is what i'm doing if you don't like it you're free just yeah. like everybody else in this country, you are mm -hmm. free to do what you want and go somewhere else. Yeah. You don't like for not I'm going, regardless of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. If you do not like it, if you go to a restaurant and eat, you order a steak. Yeah. You didn't like how they cooked it. You go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. If you're not comfortable, now, you can go somewhere else. I get yeah. it. You know, if they made that steak bad and you got sick from it, yes, you could take other avenues. And, but. Right. Point being, this, everybody has a different taste of food. Mm -hmm. People have different tastes in color, different tastes in cars. That's what makes us awesome and unique that we all like different things. Again, if you don't like BC fitness, it's okay. I'll be all right. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't like what I'm doing. I'm okay. I, I believe in what I'm doing and it, obviously it shows. I mean, we're what now? 12 years into business. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm still going. Yeah. By myself. Wow. You know, um, I've had trainers come in and out and it's fine. It is what it is. It hasn't worked out yet to have other people, but you know, we stay, I put signs up and said, don't make noise. Mm -hmm. Like, don't come in and rock the boat. You don't like what I'm doing? Shop somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So a few of my buddies, like I said, hey, come put your cars here. Let's op I'm opening the doors and we're doing this. I think it was the second day I, was, I had reopened. I see the state police pulling in the parking lot. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. I wish to this day, I wish I would have asked the guy's name just to give him some more kudos but i told the guys my buddies in the gym i said look i'm gonna go outside and hand deal with this i don't want to make a scene in here whatever right so but as fast as i'm getting to my front doors and walking out he stopped at the front and puts his window down he's like hey man no do your thing we're with you i just wanted to let you know well, how about it that's awesome yeah that was the green light man and that was 
I think BC was already on the map, but this just made us take off. Yeah. Because I did what I did. So I I messaged my wife and I'm like, the cops just told me to do my thing. And I'm like, it's on. Yeah. I take the social media and I start posting, we're here. Let's do this. There's Again, you are free to do what you want. If you want to wear something, by all means, you do so. But right. whatever. And, you know, it didn't take long. All of a sudden there's knocks at the door. Because people didn't know. They're living in this world where everybody else is shutting them out. Oh, telling yeah. them you can't do this. You can't come in here unless you've done X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing it. So they're knocking at the door and or walking in with a mask on. And it was so amazing to watch people come around the corner if you've never been in the gym, but like they come in the front door and they come around the corner to the main weight room and see all of us in the gym packed and nobody's wearing anything and nobody's not touching each other, you know, staying away from each other, right. just acting normal. Normal. Yeah. And everybody's eyes are lit up like, Oh, and I'd walk over, of course, to introduce myself. Yeah. And first thing they'd say, do is they'd point. I don't have to do this. It's up to you. Yeah. And immediately take it off. And it was just boom, 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 boom. We're, it's my page, it's nice to have the following, but right. it doesn't dictate how my business is doing. Because oh, for if, sure. if I had the members that, of how many people followed my page at the time, I had 600 followers mm-hmm. of the BC, BC Facebook page. By the end of that summer in 2020, I was up to 1,500. Wow. So double and more than double. Uh, yeah, it was double. it was crazy. Yeah. The, the parking lot was packed constantly. Jeez. I mean, I had people coming. I think it was thirty to forty minutes away. Really? Like we had this well, big circle because everybody else sense. had closed, right? Or was making it a rule. Yeah. yeah. How can and, you work and out? When, and when everybody learned, yeah. I wasn't, and I was about freedom and your choice. It was crazy. Yeah. And then everybody's coming to me. Well, then, you know, then then I start having rallies about all this stuff and having doctors to my place and having Doug Mastriano, Doug come to my gym. Well, actually I went down to Harrisburg first to one of his rallies. Okay. And I went up the steps to introduce myself. And when he turned around and seen me, he's like, Hey, how you doing? Like he knew who I was. And I was like, Oh, I start feeling like this. Like I feel like a celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. Like he knows me and he talks to me and thanks me for staying open and doing what I did. And I was like, no kidding. Hmm. Right. All right. Well, then I have more rallies at my place and I have him. He comes to my gym twice to support me and have rallies. It it was just amazing what this did by doing what I did and made my stance and saying what I said to people that, hey, look, you do you. This is what I think, your choice. Mm -hmm. And everybody just backed me and it was nuts. Yeah. And, And still to this day, I mean, I still get people... And the people that were leaving other gyms just because to support me because I made this stance, it was incredible. You're getting a lot of attention, you know, a lot of people uh, coming because you're open. You had mentioned off air that, and it kind of blows my mind, but you got a letter from. <laughs> yeah. From, yeah. Um, I wish I would have brought it with uh, so we could take a picture of it, but maybe I'll email it to you later. Yeah. Our lovely governor, Mr. Wolf, sent me a letter threatening me jail time if for not complying to the rules. And, you know, like I told you off air and I'll say it on air, I'm sitting here and I never served a day in jail. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Why? So your gym's open. You have all these members coming in, new members. Um, you know, you have some, some big names and government coming 
did anyone that you know of ever get sick at BC Fitness? Like, because they were, like, because of they were at their gym. No, and nobody's talking about it. Again, I think it's all put in our head. I mean, that's what they were trying to do to everybody. Is get that in your head that, you know, me sitting too close to you right now, Austin, I'm going to make you sick. Right. right we're, this we're, isn't how it works. Succeed. Yeah. You know, beyond going in too far, like, your biggest organism on your body is your skin, like your pore. Like, are we going to wear body suits to now prevent this <laughs> right. from, like, I mean, some people did. Obviously, we've seen the pictures yeah. out there, like, it's nuts. But this is the this is the propaganda and the garbage of TV and the things that are out there. Yes. The buses driving around with masks up, do this and that. Like, no, 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 yeah. no. Again, your choice, whatever, but this is not, in my mind, this is not how it works. Yeah, well, whatever makes the, you comfortable. This is not the reality. And again, leading by example, not only for my family, but to my gym members, anybody who sees me. Mm-hmm. I've had the gym 12 years now. Before that, I was in that warehouse for 12 years. You know, before The only time I called off work or whatever is if my kids weren't feeling well, my wife needed me, like something. I have not missed a day sick. Wow. Running this gym for 12 years. Who opens it? And, and I get some help occasionally to close, but mm-hmm. who opens it? every day for the last 12 years i've woke up at 4 a.m i'm going to go into my schedule here now like you talked about my day perfect i wake at 4 a.m every day yeah i'm in the gym by 5 5 15 because i have a client right away at 5 30 when we we technically open i have not missed a day i've been in and out of houses of people who have been sick even before this i've gone to people's houses who don't feel well i've had clients out of training you know, I'm spotting them and touching them. Like, they're breathing on me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Day after, two days after the session, I don't see them. Like, so I mess, I stay in touch with everybody. Yes. Especially somebody that's in, like, I know they're serious and they're regularly, they don't show up. I'm like, hey, where are you at? You okay? Oh, man, I'm sorry. Like, I know we were working out the other day and I got the flu. Whatever. They were sick as a dog. Yeah. And they're like, I'm sorry. You know, if you get sick, I'm like, don't worry about me. I'll be all right. I appreciate you letting me know, but like it's okay. Yeah. Not like you did it on purpose, right? And again, there's something we put in our head that we're intentionally making each other sick. It just it doesn't work this way. And guess who didn't get sick? You didn't get sick. Wow. I've been around it again. I've even yeah. through the past three years. I've been to people's houses. I was taking people's supplements. I believed in telling them what I would do. Yeah. I, I, God, the the past year from uh, what was it? It was September last year. So it's September twenty one. Through, what was it, January, February 22, all those months, every week, one, two, some weeks it was four families, people that maybe weren't even members, yeah. contacted me, hey, we're not feeling great, but we don't want to go to the hospital and deal with all this stuff, what should we do? Well, I was you, helping people. Well, if you go to the hospital, I mean, at, at least early on, it was, you know, especially once you got on the respirator and things like that, it was like death you know what i mean uh so why would you want to go to the hospital and it seemed like there was nothing they could do you know and what really drove me nuts and i shouldn't say drove me nuts but made me curious is the doctors government whoever you know you you look up to where you get your news from they didn't push like the healthy eating or fruits and vegetables or you know go get out and get some exercise it was just kind of like stay at home Take your pills, do this, and yeah. like all watch the, your all Netflix, the, all the you pharmaceutical know. garbage. Yeah, and Walmart can stay open. These big <laughs> chain stores can stay open, but, uh, you know, these small businesses have to close. And, and I understand at first, you know, maybe 
these decision makers didn't know how serious or how severe it is, but uh, it just, I think it got a little out of hand and hopefully these decision makers learned no matter what side of the aisle they sit on. Cause if it were to happen again, you, you can't just shut down like that. No, it's like anything. How do you get better at anything? I mean, you need exposure, right? Yeah. I mean, your body has a, a incredible God given machine to build an immune system mm-hmm. to get it. Nobody wants to be sick. I don't want to f- not feel good, but right. maybe I'll be honest, do I wake up some days and like, don't feel the greatest? Yeah, but again, here's the mental part. Yeah. Do you, oh, I'm getting sick, you know, and just let it get in your head that you're getting sick? Or could it be just, you're just tired because of how hard you're working. Yeah. You know, you're stressed from the kids the day before, whatever. You didn't eat the best the day before. It could be other reasons, like hydrate, eat good, take good vitamins, yeah. you know, work out, like eat good food. And like your food's your medicine. I mean, don't let it get in your head. And even if you have a little bit of a sniffle, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> sometimes working out helps k- get rid of it, kicks it out of your system. Hydrating, flushing it, sometimes can help you feel better faster. You know, simple things. So you kind of hit on, you know, your daily routine. Get up early. At what time does the gym close then? Eight p.m. Okay, that's a long day. So yeah, um, said I've covered most of these hours on my own for the last twelve years. So. You figure Monday through Friday, 5.30 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday, 6 to 3. Wow. Yeah. It's, wow. But it's worth it. You know, you, you got to do what you got to do. Like, I can't, unfortunately, especially now with where the economy is, me, fight inflation, um, I can't afford to have help. Right, right. I can't afford it. Yeah. It's enough to pay the bills and the mortgage, the, the loan that I had to get, to, you know, to build this place. It's enough. All the money coming in goes to pay this stuff. So I got to put in all these hours. Again, it's mine. Like I'm eventually we'll have help, but mm-hmm. I still, I'm going to be the face of my company. Oh, and that's, what's nice. It's you're investing this, all this time and all this money in yourself yeah. in BC fitness. It's not like you're part of a warehouse or a, a large organization and just putting the time in and they don't know who you are and they don't promote you like, yeah. like you've, like you've earned. It sounds like, you know, yeah. it's always good when you can double down on yourself. Now I want to talk more about the gym, but before we do that, because I want the listeners to know, um, like, location and, and what the equipment you have, but what are you passionate about? I know we spoke okay. about family and yeah, things like and that. Again, but, I, yeah, again, I'll beat that into the ground, my, my family. I'm, yeah. I'm a family man, and that's what drives me. Again, to be an example for them, that's, mm-hmm. you know, what keeps me going every day. I wake up is I'm going to take care of them because I love them more than anything, teaching them how to take care of themselves, stay strong. Again, I mean what a time to go through right now in the world to teach them. Yeah. It's, it's, they're going to learn a lot from, we all are, we're all learning a lot about a lot of things and how much garbage has really been out there and the lies to us. Oh yeah. And you have to be mentally tough right now. I think it's huge. And again, where I believe the gym maybe more than anything teaches you that because if your mind's not right again, I'm not the biggest dude in the world. And, but no matter how big you are, you're going to lay under a bar that's three, 400 pounds, put a bar that's three, four 500 pounds on your back put that much weight on the ground for a deadlift like if you're gonna pick this up put this over you your mind better be right right oh yeah i'm 165 pounds yeah i'm gonna have again three four hundred pounds on my back it can crush me right if i let it if right yeah but that's where i say no i own you i'm gonna stand up and the one quote you had kind of said in the in the form that you enjoy helping others more than yourself and and that really like resonated with me it's one thing to have your own 
results and which mean a lot to me obviously keeps you going but especially again like i've helped a lot of special needs i have a client that has ms i'm worked with somebody cerebral palsy yeah i've my son's autistic i mean he's more high functional you should see you want to see another physique transformation too yeah you know he again we could talk a lot about that but he had some years he was struggling and i got him in the gym and working and just see how he's transformed my oldest son's getting into it now it'd be awesome to watch his transformation um but to see others do things that they didn't think they could do again uplifting people showing people they they're they're better than you know stronger than they think they are it's been amazing i mean that's one of the best compliments and the things that promotes me is my clients you know, small community. Lebanon County is people know people, know people, know people. Right. A lot of people that come and join BC tell me, hey, I know so and so. They told me how you've made them feel. I see, or they just see them posting things of what they're doing and they can't believe it. And it's yeah. like, you know, again, into the age thing, getting people to do things that later in life. I'm strong enough. I've just, I'm doing bigger things than I did when I started in my 20s. Wow. I'm 45. Yeah. Again, and that number is a number, whatever. Make your numbers. Make your life what you want it to be. 45 doesn't mean I got to slow down. If you choose to, so be it. I don't want to. For all the listeners out there, let's talk about, okay, the the gym location, because some might not know, and then what kind of equipment do you have and uh, things like that. Yeah, it's 2318 uh, State Route 72, Jonestown, PA. Um, We do have a sign down there. It's not real big and lit. If you know where off-road motorsports is, we're right near them, right across the street, depending on which direction you're coming from. We're, but you can see their building right across the street. Yeah, we got a little bit of everything. I mean, I got dumbbells from three pounds up to 100 pounds. We got mats down in the area, so we, if you got to drop them, you have to. Like, if you're pushing to failure, we got a deadlift area. You know, so we got free weights, we got machines, we got cable machines. We got a log for we got we're in the strongman stuff too. So I got a oh, wow. log in there. I got a yoke to push and carry around. We got tires outside. And we got a little bit of everything. I said I dwell in everything. Back in March, right before we had our youngest son here, yeah, Bodie, um, I actually went and competed in my first strongman down in Lancaster. What? I finished last, but it's okay. Like it was, yeah. I only I signed up. I have another guy in my gym, um, CJ Shaw. Can't wait to see him back in there he's really into it and he was going down to compete and he wanted somebody to go with him. And so like three months out from this, I decided to sign up and go with him. Yeah. So he crash courses me on these events that it was crazy. It was a lot of fun. I'll do it again at some point in time when it's right. But, you know, to do a, a log press, you know, carrying a, a frame that was 570 pounds. Holy cow. You know, we had to press the log was 225 pounds that we had to try and press over our head. We had to pull a sled that was 600 pounds. Jeez. Just a lot of big things. Some sand. Some heavy some, weight. Yeah. And like, and serious stuff. And just, but more like normal life stuff. Like you just run into big objects. It's not like the gym, a controlled bar, like on a track, you know, yeah. like a fixed thing. Mm-hmm. Those are odd, big objects that's just real life to have to move sometimes. And to, to man up, woman up and move these things. Wow. Like it's, it, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. So I got some of these items in the gym and. So that way we have can people from all the different atmospheres can train. And at BC Fitness, you guys aren't like a, a Planet Fitness, right? There's not like <laughs> lines of treadmills no. and people just watching TVs. <laughs> yeah, there will never be a TV in my gym. Okay. Other than oh, I lie, I had one in. We did have a kids' room for a little bit, but it, 
just it wasn't getting used. And I had put a TV in there so they could watch some cartoons or whatever. Yeah. But no, there will never be TVs at my treadmill. Nice. Yes. Like I, I've told people, it's a mindset. Like, it's one thing to listen to music, a playlist that motivates you. That's oh, inspiring yeah. to your workout. Yeah. But to watch TV, whether it's a good show or not, like it's triggering your emotions. It's taking your mind away from the workout. Like if your mind, I don't care who you are. If your mind is not engaged and believing in what you're doing, yeah. you're not going to see results. You can walk for an hour on that treadmill. If you're watching a show and you're upset, emotional, crying, like it could be the weather channel. Yeah. You're not happy about the weather coming. It's all mindset. Your stress hormones all... are kicking in and you're not going to see the results you want. Right. Or you're but, distracted, you know, and you're not going, there's no uh, incline and the speeds. Yep. You're just, your mind's just, on other things. Yeah. Yeah. Going through the motions like, yeah. Awesome. So now uh, how can our listeners connect with you and follow along on your journey? Well, like I said earlier, bcfitnessgym.com. We do have a website. Uh, unfortunately with Facebook, I mean, I take it as a badge of honor now. Yeah. My original BC page that was 1500 followers was disabled from my services. You can still see it. Mm -hmm. I cannot activate it anymore to control my footage and film and all yeah. that stuff. Um, so I have made new pages, but we're also on Instagram, BC fitness, gym PA. You can find me there, but the best thing you can do stop in and see me in person. Well, the social media stuff is great. It does help a little bit. I'm a believer in in-person, just like having some people hire these virtual trainers or whatever. I just, to me, there's nothing yeah. like in-person. You're not going to get that emotional feel, uh, in-person connection, right? Yeah. Like we're doing now. Oh, yeah. This interview, it's awesome to sit here and do it with you instead oh, of sure. doing it over the phone. We're sitting here right. looking at you. Right. You can feel my passion looking oh, yeah. at me, right? I want to do that through, you know, the training in the gym. And there's a training tool of, you know, of touch too, again, to get somebody's mind to teach them the mental part, right? Mm -hmm. Some people don't know how to activate their, their lats, their back. So all I got to do is touch you in the middle of your back. Like, yeah. Also, like you're, you're, now you're paying attention there, but I want you to learn how to do that and feel that part connect there when I'm not there. Okay. Right? No, that makes I, sense. I want to teach people how to stand on their own two feet because I'm not always going to be by your side. So that's right. a big part of my training. I'm trying to teach people how to do it on their own. I love being there. I always want to do the training because I get it. It's like having that, the right workout partner. It's different when you have the right person with you. Yeah. You can go to a different level. Oh, it's I believe just, You it. just yeah. feed off each other's energy. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And it's, it's huge being in person. Cause like you said, it's just, it's not the same virtually, uh, you know, over the phone or over the screen, no. but, to, but to be there, you know, especially if you're going for your, you know, your personal best or your yep. PR and, and you're, you're bench pressing it and, and, you know, everyone's getting excited yeah. around you. You got your, whoever's spotting you. Yeah, that's. Which is another great point you're leading into here. So, mm -hmm. uh, it is December 10th. I'm having uh, what I call my BC max out. Okay. I, I try to quarterly have like a powerlifting meet of my own. It's not sanctioned by any stretch. It's just for fun for whoever, but push each other. So we do a squat bench deadlift max out. I have the results hung. I, I put it on one wall in there so everybody oh, can wow. see like the past events, like what people have done. But even for yourself to motivate you so you can see what you did before in another year, another time and pushes you to yeah. you want to beat and again and compete with yourself. Exactly. Oh yeah, it's 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 you versus you. I try to do them quarterly. quarterly. Yeah. We didn't have one in September. Everybody was kind of in a different mindset at the point in time, so I didn't have one. Um but we usually well, I'll have it March, June, September. December. So three, six, nine, twelve. Oh, perfect. We yeah. usually do it quarterly. Yeah. I try and have them as long as I feel like there's a good vibe 
I'm pushing. So I'm hoping this one's going to be our biggest one we've ever had. We'll see. I mean, I've got some members now that people travel through the area for, for jobs. So some people have gotten a membership because it's easier for them to stop in yeah. on their way through because it's right after work versus okay. if they drive the hour home and then, yeah. They won't come back. Yeah, yeah which has turned out to be interesting because some of them have – they're in a relationship with somebody that maybe owns a gym somewhere where they live or they know somebody, other gyms. So they've taken papers with them to these other gyms. And yeah. I have like two other gyms right now, about an hour away that there's people interested in coming to, for this That's event. Cool. So again, it's a lot of fun. Like, and I, and I always tell people come out and watch. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. We've gotten more people into, even for ladies, ladies can tend to shy from lifting and guys shy from the cardio right 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 yep but through all this stuff and through the gym i've gotten more women lifting now and like but yeah. even but even guys like that were kind of like yeah i don't need to max out but they they come and watch or they're there because i still leave the gym open for regular people you know regular members to come in while oh, we're okay. doing this yeah yeah unless uh, maybe one day it'll be so big i'm gonna have to close the gym to right. that but but by doing that there's been people there and watching it and it got them hooked yeah because they're like wow this is cool Motivates them, right? Yeah, right. want to see the teamwork and yeah. everybody yelling for each other and that, that yes. camaraderie. And oh, yeah. Again, first and foremost, compete with yourself. And I get it. I'm a competitor. I want to win. But, like, first and foremost, you got to compete with yourself. Have fun with it. Yeah. Can you improve you? As I told my sons, my two older sons are phenomenal golfers. They've been the number one golfer on the school team. Oh, wow. You know, when they went in their time. But you could go have your best day, shoot your best round. You could lift the most weight you ever lifted. And so does somebody else and they still beat you. So are you, are you now sad and upset that you lost? Yeah. But did you lose? I mean, you just had your best lift. Right. Ever. You didn't lose. Definitely. I, I won a lot of races, but I also didn't win a lot of races. And then some of those races I ran the best time I ever ran and I lost. But, yeah. But I didn't lose. You're right. Because it was your best. Yeah. And you're competing against yourself. I said I have a ton of trophies, you know. Yeah. From a lot of races, but. Oh, I, I bet. have a lot. <laughs> yeah. But there was a lot of races. Same as, you know. Pick an easy example everybody will know. It's like Tiger Woods. Mm -hmm. While he won the most ever, he also lost a lot. I mean, you have to. I mean, you you go and people just, you don't see him because they missed the cut. So you don't see him. Or he, maybe he didn't play in the tournament. But, you know, these guys played so much. Yeah. Uh, any, any elite athlete, like teams that win the World Series or the Super Bowl or whatever, sometimes didn't have a lot of wins. But they they got hot at the right time. Yeah. Oh, it's it's like you don't see that that work that preparation. Yeah. You know the the loss because people only talk about right those championships or those big wins. But each time maybe you didn't succeed, you might have bettered yourself or yeah. improved yourself, and 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 that's how you eventually get to that championship or that next level. Before we close out, is there anything uh, else that you'd like the listeners to know? It's up to you. I can't say this enough. I this is what the gym is about. You got to be you and be the best you. You know, I'm here to help you learn and find ways, but even training client to client, I'm figuring you out. Like if you, if Austin came into the gym, I'm going to figure yeah. out, I got to figure out Austin, figure out what works for him, what gets in his head. Don't worry about others. Live, live your life. Again, to, to all this, again, it's your choice, but oh, we got to open our eyes to this worldly stuff and the lies that are, have been fed to us because it's led to, again, the passion of my business. I think a lot of people are struggling with their health because of stuff that's gone on from corporations and, and just oh, the yeah. world in general, you know, to cell phones being invented and putting screens in your face all the time. You know, everything to slow you down, keep you at home, stay at home, sit down, like depend on all these other things instead of depending on yourself. 
you're strong enough yourself. There's a lot of things you can do. Again, I want people in my life, but what can you do without them? Because they're not always going to be by your side. Can you do, what can you do on your own? I love my wife to death and I, I want her in my life for a long time and by my side. And she, and she is, I mean, even though she's not in the gym mm-hmm. like there, cause you know, we, it's divide and conquer. We know we're with each other all the time in, in our heart. Like, and we, I mean, we message each other through the day. I send her pictures like, cause I t- we t- rotate, t- rotate the kids. So who has them? So the little ones spend a lot of time with me actually in the gym. So you know, I'll send her pictures of like, like my daughter's three and a half. Okay. So there's times like she's wanted to like work out. So I give her a dumbbell or whatever. And so of course I'm taking pictures of her and I send it to my wife. So she knows and, or she sends me pictures from home, like whatever. Yeah. We, we don't see each other a lot cause it's just where our life is right now. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not, I know it's not for everybody, but we're doing what we got to do. We know it's a sacrifice right now to get the business, keep it going. Right. But be you. You are stronger than you think you are. And we'll help you learn that. But your reference of Planet Fitness, I do like pizza, but I will never have it sitting on the counter for all you can eat. <laughs> yeah. I will teach you when and how much, but I'm never going to serve you pizza. Isn't that awful? Uh, yeah, that's right. They have pizza yeah. day. And then I think they even yeah, do there's like the breakfast. Second day, there's bagels and Tootsie Rolls and Smarties <laughs> and like... It's like, what's up with that? Uh, no. They tease you. Again, it's their, hey, it's their motto. That all, to, Kudos to them for making it work, I guess. Yeah. But it will never happen Not at a, BC Fitness. I mean, like, people have said it because they see me eating pizza in the office because I don't close my office windows off. Like, everybody sees me. Yeah. I'm front and center. And when I'm eating pizza, they're like, hey, is this Planet Fitness? I'm like, <laughs> really? You're going to go there? All right, your rates just went up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bruce this has been been awesome bruce weaver jr and the american grown podcast and the color tech creative solution studios thank you for joining me i appreciate you having me Austin. awesome thank you man you did great thanks to see photos of today's guests and more content just search american grown podcast on facebook and instagram if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave a review if you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast Please direct message or email Austin at americangrownpod at gmail.com.